0: Before we get into discussing our favorite women of Bravo, I just want to remind you that you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, ACAST, or Stitcher. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us five stars. That helps us reach more people and makes us easier to find. For more information, go to our website at housewives-historians.simplecast.com. That's simplecast.com. And as always, all episodes of The Real Housewives are available on Hulu if you'd like to watch ahead of time and follow along with us each week. And reach out to me, Jordan McKenzie, that's at jmckenzie on Instagram or Twitter, J-A-Y-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-E-E on Instagram or Twitter, with any questions, comments, or if you want to be a guest on our show. And with that, enjoy. Enjoy. of the Housewives Historians Podcast, that little podcast where we dive deep oh. into ancient Housewives history. I'm your host, Jordan McKenzie, as always, joined by my special and favorite co-host I've ever had, Amanda Brown. How are you? Wow.
1: <laughs> I'm flattered. Thank I'm, you.
0: I just feel overtly complimented tonight.
1: I'm liking this. You this look gorgeous. Good, oh. You
0: look a little bit like a school teacher, as uh, Portia would say.
1: I'll take it. Thank you. It's
0: sundress weather. <laughs>
1: It is, um, and sundress weather makes the boys go wild. Did you know that?
0: I heard it does bring milkshakes to the yard. Uh, nope. What does? That doesn't
1: make the the milkshakes. Oh, the typically,
0: milk, Oh, the milkshakes bring boys there. Okay. <laughs> and
1: the sundress has been bring the milkshakes. So. <laughs> it's a self sustaining economy.
0: It's a cyclical effect. Hmm. Um, how is your week?
1: Perpetual energy. <laughs> <laughs> My week was great. I uh, won't say too much, but I did reactivate Heckfire, and oh. I'm enjoying it. i keeping it simple K-
0: to keep to keep it brief. It, it, are you like seeing like how was the transition going? C- taking a break and then coming back into the Heckfire world. My
1: blood pressure is going up right now when I think about it. I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, they screwed some stuff up while I was away. I've got a lot of work to do in rebuilding that clan we lost quite a few members um so i'm just having some fun reconstructing i've had a lot of offers about being swallowed up by larger clans things are not looking too good right now but onward and upward hey hey stay positive you're a fighter you know that's right
0: (laughs) um my week was great
1: okay wait um (laughs) before you get into that i have a little segment i'd like to propose how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> was it? Thank you so much for asking. Hey, You know, you're welcome.
0: I always try to give her a little bit of a break. And then, well, I didn't know
1: uh, if you're going to ask me another question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, as I reported last week, I was slated to go to the Countess Luann show last Thursday, May thirtieth, and I went. <laughs> um, it was quite an affair. Um. I just want to sort of give a few short, brief anecdotes about the night. If anyone's wondering, um, if you saw my Insta story that day and that night, uh, it was, it was truly, um, a wild affair. First of all, I was in the minority when it, I was in a gender minority, 1000%. I mean, we are talking a stadium, not a stadium. She's not. She's not Prince, um, but no, like, uh, she's, um, she's. it was at the Tabernacle, so I don't know if any of our listeners have ever been there, but it's a gorgeous theater that's probably about like 2,000 years old.
1: Yes, an old refurbished church. Very creaky stairs. Very, very creaky, creepy, sexy.
0: Rustic, gothic. Uh, there was a huge chandelier, candelabra kind of uh, motif going on there. I'd never been, so I was sort of taking it all in. Oh. Um, they did have one thing going though. There was a bar on every level. So Man. no matter where you were,
1: it's lit. I went to VIP once and I'll never go back if I'm not VIP. You well, get your own private bar, baby. Private and get the line.
0: The VIP area here was like, it was like a who's who. I mean, everyone there looked very important, as well the VIP to do. would suggest. But, yeah, so we arrive, and we sort of – we get there way too early because I have this thing that I struggle with daily where I can't be, like, late to anything, so I need to be overtly, like, early, like, at any cost because you never know what can go down. So the doors opened at 7. We were there at 6.50. That being said – That's not
1: crazy early.
0: <laughs> well, it was because, I mean, if you know Luann like some people might, odds are she was going to be late, and she was late. How she late? She was <laughs> – uh, she was about forty five minutes late. Too. Jordan, the show was supposed to start at eight o'clock. I don't think she entered the stage until eight forty. 840. Wow, eight forty five. Yeah, um, but that was fine because, like I said, bar on every level. So we were definitely like imbibing. We were tying one on for sure. Uh, I get, and like I said, there were, I was in a gender minority. I'm talking at the the median age. I would say would be like thirty seven to forty two. That was like the sweet spot age. White moms, as far as the eye can see. Um, I think I saw f- four people of color. Um, and yeah, it was just a very heavily white crowd. There was a gay element for sure, but I think they were all in the VIP section because I didn't really see a lot of them. <laughs> which you know, these Atlanta gays, they can spend the money. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> we get there and the stage. Can I describe the sort of how the stage was set up? Oh, why not? Okay, so. It's sort of like like it's a cabaret. So there's the instruments, there's the little brass band section, there's the grand piano, there's the bongos, which will come into use at some point during the show. Um, and there's the Shays Lounge, which is sort of like the centerpiece of the set. And f- spoiler alert, she actually never gets on the Shays Lounge. Oh. Like she never utilizes it. I think one of her guests u- utilizes the Shays Lounge, but not Luann. There's like a little, um, makeup, um, what do you call this? Like vanity, um, yeah, a
1: vanity mirror.
0: Yeah. And it had like bright lights on it and little makeup section. She did utilize that. She sat on it and looked at herself in the mirror that during one of her songs. Um, so like I said, she was 45 minutes late. I was two double Pinot Grigios in at this point. So you I was sort of doubles. like, yeah, I was, well, yeah, cause I don't want to get up and wait in line
1: forever. Right. Yeah.
0: So I was planning ahead. Um, I did accidentally spill like the last little teensiest bit of my first cup of wine onto the woman in front of me. Um, Did she notice? She definitely noticed. And I was like a true gentleman. I was like so apologetic. I offered to grab her a napkin, you know, and she was like kind of a lot in that. She totally was cool with it. Nice. The women behind us, however, were the real like muck raisers. They were the ones that were like really loud. (laughs) Because mind you, we were in the balcony, like high, high, high balcony. Yeah. So clearly they didn't, you know, we're all there because we didn't want to pay, pay top dollar to get better seats. So sorry, stop You're complaining. But during one of, so the whole time, you know, they're, they're complaining that it's like really hot up there. And oh like, it, they're complaining that they can't see the whole stage because the lights are in the way. And they're complaining that she's late. And they were like, well, we got to get our sitters. Like, we got to relieve our babysitters, blah, blah, blah. Like they were nonstop. Like, complainers. And I'm like, why are you... You know who you're going to go see. You're going to see a, probably a hot mess. Like, just have fun with it. Go get a drink. Um, the, it never stopped. It They was didn't like, have an
1: extra 45 minutes for their sitter?
0: No. Plus, it was like... What I'll say about the show is it was so short. Like, I got... Like I said, it started at 8.45. I think we were out of there at 10 o'clock. Boom. So... There that's you go. Problem. I think that sitter can stay up. You Yeah, know. That's what,
1: it's just an extra hour. Just pay overtime. You're fine.
0: I did see something really sweet, uh, and it's only because I was voyeuristic. But the woman that I spilled wine on, she was texting. It seemed to be her husband, but I couldn't quite. My vision's impaired uh, in my old age, so I have to really like try to focus. I didn't see a name, but what the text said, it was so precious because she had sent a text, and she said, Thank you so much. Have fun watching those kids. And he, he texted her back and he said, no, you go have an amazing time. You deserve it. I will not have fun with the kids, but that doesn't matter. You go have fun with oh. your friends.
1: Which was like, <laughs> Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> well, I'm assuming the kids are like, I don't know, either. Terrors. Terrors, yeah. Uh, but it was sweet to see, like, you know, she finally got, like, a day off mm. from the house. You know, that was really nice. I wonder what her life is like. I well it, her her night didn't go so well getting wine spilled all over yeah, from the drunk guy behind gonna her. she's definitely going to tell
1: him about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah overall it was a really fun affair Luann got on stage finally and she sang all her classics that you know all the words to Amanda Mm. um yeah which is only two songs
1: me and my friends (laughs) that one right
0: yeah (laughs) um there was at one point when during the finale when she's singing money can't buy you class and like I'm taking a video of it and you can that's when I'm at my drunkest and I'm just sort of like wailing like money can't like throughout the video it was horrid like (laughs) But so that's why I'm glad Instagram deletes those after 24 hours because I wouldn't want that anywhere else. Um, but yeah, it was actually a really fun show. Luann did play the bongos, that was a treat. Um, she had a couple of special guests. The show was called Countess and Friends. She only brought along two friends. One was like this comedian that no one ever heard of, and it was so funny because the second he got he took over and she left for a minute, everyone got up to go to the, use the bathroom. Every, like the whole theater it was like a stampede of people getting up. I felt bad for the guy, but I mean. No, he's no Countess Luann. Ah,
1: damn. Well, that's just bad booking.
0: I agree. Uh, the second guest she had was this, like, really, like, talented Broadway performer guy. It seemed as if they'd fucked. They had such great chemistry together. That's an act. Um, no, I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I could feel some heat. But then again, he could have been a big old homo, too. I don't really probably know. Yeah, Come yeah on. you're probably right. <laughs> um, but all in all, it was an amazing night. Um, it was so funny. After we were waiting on our Uber, like, a couple streets down in this, you know, probably homeless guy. It's Atlanta. But I don't know. He uh, He was like, you know, hello, I'm a... Was Professional like, crackhead. Yes, but he was he was so polite. That's what get you. He was uh, uh, he was like, "What? Where? What where, where, where was the concert?" No,
1: don't answer. I engaged. Open-ended.
0: Nope. <laughs> I needed a comedy bit. So he goes, "What was the concert?" I said, "Oh, Countess Luanne, of course." Knowing full on that he didn't know who that was, so I said, "Countess Luanne, of course." And he's like, "Huh?" I said, "Countess Luanne, She's a cabaret star." He said, Oh, have you ever heard of the killers? And in my head, I'm like, Are you one? Like, <laughs> but then he goes, I used to work for the killers. And so I said, Oh. And now, moving on. Like,
1: he's Mr. Brightside, baby. <laughs> you missed out. Somebody once told
0: me to watch out for so you. So he didn't ask you for anything. He did ask for money. Okay, there we go. It was like,
1: Something's not. It all comes up.
0: back around. Yeah. I gave him some money. So he said, not? I used to, no. Look, I I was on a high. I was on a Luan high.
1: And on an alcohol.
0: <laughs> high. Uh, Money isn't
1: real. <laughs> Give it away.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but all in all, it was a it was a really fun night. So I'm glad I could bring that experience to the listeners. There's a lot more to it, but you guys can um just rest assured that the next time it happens, you know, just just pay attention to my Instagram feed and my Twitter feed. That's where you're gonna get most of the updates for sure on situations like that. Um, and yeah. guys,
1: I don't want to sound unsympathetic to the homeless, but I work downtown. <laughs> this is a problem. Don't, I mean, I just say, don't do it.
0: You're just abstain completely. Even if like, there is like, cause sometimes someone will be like, oh, like they'll catch you in your heart a little bit, you know?
1: I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just don't. I've had to kick so many people out. Because I work for hotels, so they're always coming in pretending that they just want a glass of water and to sit down. This so one guy told me it was his birthday, and then I saw him ne- the next day. See, sometimes was- I
0: like to hear the stories just to know where it'll go, you know?
1: I mean, the world is made up of all types of people, and we need people like you. I'm just a
0: giving soul. I'm a Cancerian soul. I just bleed from my heart, you know? Mm, so
1: I'm a Virgo. <sighs> and that will I'm
0: sorry happen. we revealed that personal information to you guys. <laughs> wow, unsubscribed. Um, Anything else to report before we move on to our quiz segment?
1: Nothing too crazy. Just had a couple of weird dreams that no one wants to hear about. Um, So let's go.
0: Hit it, Parker. It's time to give
2: Amanda a BuzzFeed quiz.
1: Okay.
0: Our BuzzFeed quiz this week, Amanda. It's not as wrought with uh, Human Torment as last week's was.
1: The Disney songs are surprisingly (laughs) upsetting.
0: (laughs) This one's called, we know which classic N64 game you should play. Oh, this is great. Based on the party you throw.
1: Okay, cool. All right. I'm really engaged.
0: So you're good at both. You're good at gaming. You're good at throwing events. Thank you. Let's go. First things first, let's order pizza. Pepperoni, cheese, deluxe, veggie, Hawaiian, or meat lovers.
2: Mmm. Mmm. Mmm.
1: Let's go with the deluxe pizza.
0: That's a cl- everyone's gonna <laughs> clamor for that. Yeah, unless on. they're vegetarian, but
1: well, they're not invited. Sorry.
0: Pick something to snack on: chips and dip, pretzels and popcorn, fruit and nuts, cheese and crackers, chocolate and candy, or
1: <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like pretzels, but I do love popcorn. And I love everything. I think else. people
0: go for the chips and dip first.
1: Chips and dip are great. I mean, are we talking freaking spinach and artichoke? Are we talking hummus? Well, I would
0: think that a dip assortment is always best. Well,
1: yeah, you know what? You're kind of pushing I don't, me. But towards. I don't. I don't want to guide. You're gearing me. I don't want to guide you anywhere. Cause chocolate and candies, yum yum yum. Was one of those like a fruit and ch- fruit nuts? Fruit yeah. and nuts? <laughs> what The hell? <laughs> are they mixed in together or what separate? <laughs> <laughs> so trail mix, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Just give me everything, because this looks like Yeah, that's where yeah.
0: we're going here Pick something to sip on Ooh. Pop, uh-huh. beer, uh-huh. energy drinks Ooh, hey <laughs> Wine, cocktails, or water
1: <laughs> I like energy drinks, wine, and water <laughs> Why
0: is, like, energy drinks, like, four locos getting, like, served at, like
1: Hey, it be's like that sometimes Oh, my goodness You ever played Monster Pong? <laughs> it's like beer pong, but with monster instead <laughs>
0: I love how they just said "pop." Like this person was clearly from like above the Mason Dixon.
1: Like <laughs> Tam, grab a pat. Oh. <laughs> it's a life I'm glad I never led. Just created so many images for me. Um, let's do let's do wine. Wine, yeah. Come on,
0: you you provide a classier affair. Thank you. Uh, pick something to listen to <laughs> all night long. Ooh, Oasis, TLC. Spice Girls, <gasps> Outcast, mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. or no doubt.
1: <sighs> I love all night long. Wait, but the rest of those were band names and not song names. Wait, is it They're are you all about band all night names. Long
0: no, that Lionel was my Ritchie? added thing. Oh. It's just pick something to listen to. <laughs> Sorry. I should Man, I got to keep it like profess. Like, something to
1: listen to all night long is a great <laughs> choice. Okay, so Spice Girls then Okay Yeah
0: That's a fun night Pick something to watch Fight Club Pulp Fiction Jurassic Park Dazed and Confused Dumber and Dumber Wait Dumb and Dumber Or Wayne's World
1: Um Fight Club's a little heavy For a party Yeah that's gonna bring it down A little bit Yeah No talking fiction. I think Jurassic Park Would be a good Good party movie
0: Okay Yeah Pick something to play Charades, Truth or Dare, Pictionary, Beer Pong, Cards Against Humanity, or Trivial pers- Trivial Pursuit.
1: I think Cards Against Humanity. You always think it's going to be funnier than it is, but
0: it always it's, goes long. It's like, not that, yeah, yeah,
1: it's just not that.
0: No, I agree. Funny.
1: A no, it's grandma. a hot take, but
0: I yeah, Cards Against Humanity isn't that fun.
1: A grandma. Dot dot dot. Has a big butt? <laughs> what? Who picked this one?
0: <laughs> I graduated summa cum laude. My master degree was in penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that actually is kind of funny.
0: <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that yours? Whose was this? <laughs> Jordan.
1: Seems like something Jordan would say. He's winning, but... Uh... I'm gonna pick this one. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, what are we gonna play?
1: Um, <laughs> Truth or Dare has the potential for like
0: issues. Oh, yeah. Especially that's like a late night game, like when the boring people kind of left. Yeah. And then it's like Truth or Dare for like the people that are really like
1: in the for the night. Horny and single. <laughs> Let's do Truth or Dare.
0: I feel like I've really guided you through this a little bit. I no, gotta but keep that my was opinions 10,
1: that stuck out to
0: myself. Um, so, the classic N64 game you should play. Please
1: tell me again, Super Smash Brothers.
0: You're kind of on that kind of trajectory. I think I don't know what that is. Um, Pokemon Stadium. Oh, that works. Pokemon Stadium. That's real. I actually think I played that as a young child.
1: Give me a Gyarados. Give me a Zapdos. Give me a couple of guys to make a toast. And that was our BuzzFeed quiz that of the week, made me guys. Feel great. That was a good one. That balanced See,
0: out. You, okay. you you feel a little bit more lifted. I you're feel not. More you're connected. not getting emotionally abused by a bot. <laughs> that game,
1: yes. <laughs> that game is great for me. It's strategic. It's a little chaotic. It's fun. Some great monsters. Some nice colors. Thank you.
0: I feel okay. better. Let's get into our episode, shall we? Anything else to to talk
1: about? No. Okay. I'm feeling ready. <laughs> I just wow. feel really good about that result thank you
0: you know and it's let's keep the positivity going because like we got an episode that there was nothing heavy to discuss <sighs> everything was back to normal just women like being into crazy a, <laughs> <yeah>. it's
1: like <laughs> dipping into a cool pool on a hot summer day baby
0: um this week we're talking the real housewives of potomac and i gotta say this might this is episode 22 so you never know where we're gonna go i think my favorite so far the favorite like, series to talk about so far is Potomac. Where are you at? Potomac and New Yorker, for me, are really close, but Potomac is always fun when we talk about it.
1: Well, I mean, if we're including everything that we draw from, Vanderpump Rules is obviously going to be my number one. I know the most about it. I enjoy the hell out of it. I was just thinking about it today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I miss it like an old flame. (laughs) But, um... Aside from that, Potomac, I was really refreshed to see. I remember everybody. Like it yeah. was super easy. I know they're gonna be petty. I know they're gonna be weird. And I know they're gonna be argumentative in a way that I enjoy that's like very like kind of catty and coy mm-hmm. and it never gets too out of control. But when even when it does, it's like I sympathize with everyone that's doing it. Like they just seem to be so classy and
0: But yet also not. <laughs> yeah, no. So I don't the- know. I enjoy the hell out of it. We are discussing, of course, Season 2, Episode 9, entitled A Host of Issues. Once again, it's a little title like with a play on the words, you know, of, of the word host. Uh, this originally aired June 4th, 2017, exactly two years ago. Oh, my God. To the day we're recording. Hmm. How eerie.
1: Shall we sing a song?
0: <laughs> Let's get into our taglines.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> taglines!
0: So first we start with Giselle, and we've done these taglines before, but we're going to bring them on out and talk about them again. Giselle goes, word on the street is, I'm still the word on the street. Hey. Um, I like Giselle. What about you?
1: I like her just fine. Um, Do I think she's a little nitpicky in this episode? Of course. Do I think she's a little temperamental? Yeah. But I think she looks great.
0: I think she looks great. I think she always brings it. And she's one of those housewives that is always going to be, I don't know the word on the street. She's right about that. Uh, They always have something to say about Giselle. Um, Then we move on to Karen who I adore. Potomac put me on a pedestal and the view is spectacular. Okay. We got a lot of kooky Karen this week.
1: Yo, I didn't know she was like that. Cause I think the other episode we did was, have we done one or two of Potomac?
0: We've done a reunion and we've done a regular episode.
1: Yeah. Um, she looked a lot more balanced in the other ones. She mm-hmm. looked a little more level-headed. This one she looked um unhinged, unhinged, excuse <laughs> me. And um, Well, she's got
0: that like post I sold my house like mania about her, I guess. She
1: like, was messed up. I don't know how I don't know how I feel about her in this episode. Well, I do. And it's not great. I don't like her that much. Um is she getting stuff done? Absolutely. I'm kind of curious to know. Well, we'll we'll get into the house stuff later, but I was expecting more from her this episode, and I didn't get that.
0: I agree. Then we move on to Monique Samuels. I may be rough around the edges, but baby, so are diamonds. We still have issues with this tagline, right? Like, yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> Because <laughs> they're not.
0: They're are not. They? They're diamonds
1: in theory, I guess. The ones that everyone wants are not rough around the edges. They're all smooth, and they have like a sharp edge, maybe, right? They're like cut to not be rough around the edges.
0: But I think, you know, the process of making a diamond involves chopping it up or like chopping it up (laughs) or just like making it rougher and then smoothing it out.
1: (laughs) Bring us your diamonds. We'll chop them up. (laughs) No, I I mean, pressure makes diamonds. Is that what she's talking about? Pressure, yeah. Pressure, you know, coal makes, I don't know, coal does something. I'm not a miner.
0: Then we move on to Robin, uh don't let the green eyes fool you, I'm as real as they come. These green eyes again like. I drew some
1: eyeballs for her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh, we ha- I have a fun little Robin um tidbit later. Uh, then we move on to um probably the uh the the Lucille ball of Potomac uh Charisse I, her. I really did. Charisse, why cry over spilled milk when you can laugh over champagne? Mm. Where are we at on Charisse? I mean, uh, she never fails to, to you know, give us what we really need, you know?
1: She's gained some points with me, and we'll see why. But she really, <laughs> she brought it in a way that I didn't think she was uh, capable of doing. She seemed really actually mature. Some right. things that she did were a little childish, but I liked her vibe.
0: Then we have, rounding out the, the cast, Ashley Darby. I've played by Potomac rules. But now it's time to play by my own. I, where, let's start. Where where are you on Ashley this
1: week? She's so distractingly gorgeous. She is beautiful. Good God. Every little cutaway she had, she had a lot of cutaways where her hair was like straightened or, you know, she had a lot of looks where her hair was natural. Uh-huh. Either way, she was freaking slaying And did that add to her personality? No. <laughs>
0: but. No. And we got a lot I, of her this week, too.
1: Yeah. And I don't think she has. What was her tagline again? I I played by Potomac rules, but
0: now it's time to play by my own.
1: Yeah. I don't think she has a lot
0: of rules. Yeah. What rules are you playing by? First of has, all, she's you're very, messy or shady or weird. You're like, and your husband she, is
1: probably gay. You're non-committal. Oh, no, he's not.
0: Oh, sorry. That's like a little I'm letting a little too much like current stuff going on. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. He's not. As far as I know, he's not. I don't know. Stop it. I don't want to like drop another bombshell like we're I dropped last week. we gonna have to make
1: week. a bombshell segment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <B-b-b-b-bombshell>. Bombshell. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. Let's get into our episode. So first we start out. We're at Oz, which is Ashley and Michael's restaurant. They, I guess, he owns and she manages. I guess. Um. Chef Brad is there. Um, Chef Zaddy. I liked me some Chef Brad. Ooh wee. Um. He's there with a little box of comet comments because. Ashley hosted a critic's dinner where people came to give their advice and critiques
1: on the food. Um, And
0: I'm to assume that she
1: redid the menu in a more American style. That's
0: what she said. And because she says like, oh, these are all really positive. So it makes her feel good that she Americanized the menu because I guess before it was just all like veggie mite and Australian like... (laughs) Cuisine dingoes or whatever. (laughs) Kangaroo balls.
1: And to our Australian (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, we don't know anything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I did hear her say something weird where it was like, if this doesn't go well, I'll have failed in business and I'll have failed in my marriage.
0: (laughs) Right. So they sort of introduced, introduced this through line where basically like their marriage is sort of set up on how well the restaurant goes, which doesn't seem like good advice to a married couple. Like,
1: <laughs> I I don't understand why she would fail in her marriage if this doesn't work out, but maybe I'm missing some stuff. Uh,
0: I, yeah. I mean, I know at some point Michael like gives her like this promise. He's like, you know, if the restaurant breaks even and we make back everything we've spent, then we can focus on having a child. Like I remember that being a plot line, but like, why are you putting stipulations on a relationship based on a flailing restaurant that like 90% of restaurants, new restaurants go up in flames. It's the riskiest
1: investment you can make.
0: So that's almost like doubling down. Like,
1: well, (laughs) well, it looks like it's not going to work out. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If we can't even get a restaurant to work, how are (laughs) are we going to raise a child? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Michael arrives and he sort of pulls Ashley aside and they discuss like the fight from the episode before, which I don't really remember like the terms around, but it was basically like them in the parking lot. And he's like, She's like he's like threatening to like um, divorce her.
1: Well, or, I thought she was threatening to divorce she, him because he said he was going to shut the restaurant.
0: Right. Down. She would divorce him if he shut down the restaurant.
1: And then she said, well, you do that. I'll
0: divorce you. That restaurant must be funded with like mob money or something. Like, why are they so desperate to
1: like keep it ongoing? Well, I mean, you know, they both seem like well, she seems like a perfectionist. So if things aren't going the way she expects, I feel like it's an ego thing for her. So that's why, if it were to fail, she would have no more power, and that would upset her. That's kind of what I'm thinking, because she did talk about Michael having a lot of power and her not having that much.
0: Right, and he continuously like blames everything that happens there on her, as as if like his business acumen is like un, un, like unquestioned. But like she is like a child, so he is always like putting blame and stuff on her. I guess.
1: Right, he might be writing her too hard in a work sense.
0: Well, and she sort of also feels, like, disconnected from him, too, because she doesn't, like, she feels like he doesn't respect her work ethic. Right. Which, if you're having these, like, baseline trust issues a couple years into marriage, like, this is stuff you should have figured out along the way when you were dating. Like, this
1: is. It sounds like it's a lack of confidence issue on her part.
0: Lack of confidence on her part and lack of of respect and like loyalty and understanding of that your wife actually wants to you know build the life to, like she wants that business to work out just as much as he does i mean
1: yeah and he's probably treating her like any other employee you know what i mean
0: right that's an even better that's way a, to look at kinda, it Kind
1: of like he's gonna ride you because he's your boss so he's just trying to probably shine a light on things she needs to pay attention to and she's taking it extremely personally yep. but at the end of the day that's also your wife. Maybe you should have a softer discussion. I don't know how it works. I never mix sex. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> never mix <laughs> yeah.
0: sex and business yeah. unless sex is your business. But then this case, don't mix them, I think. It just seemed
1: like a bad move, yeah, from jump. Because how do you say what you would normally say to other employees to your wife without right. her being pissed off at you? Mm. Don't you know I'm trying my hardest? It's like, well, I'm, damn, I'm just treating you like I would anybody, else. you know, like. <laughs> And all, she is young. So, she's young, so there.
0: Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where to put. I think it's on on both of them. I think they're both just incredibly not only stubborn, but like there's there's just no there's no back there's no given pool. You know, it's just like they need to like come to a conclusion together, make decisions together, and stop putting all this like weight on what the other one isn't bringing or bringing in too much or whatever. It, like it's a partnership. So if you're going to be partners in a business. And your partners in life.
1: You are need- they even partners, you know? I mean, kind of depends. Who knows? <laughs> Someone's <laughs> in charge.
0: Someone, yeah. And it's not Ashley. It's well, not there. It, there was also this funny moment where he says, like, he never wants to fight again. I think he's
1: a good apologizer.
0: He's good at getting it to go away. But he says he never wants to fight again and be, and he wants to be married for a long time. And Ashley gives the camera a look that says otherwise because she sort of looks up at the camera. Her eyes are sort of dull and... She just sort of, she doesn't respond to him whatsoever. And
1: she fluttered her eyelids rapidly (laughs) in a rolling motion. (laughs) I saw it.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know how that couple is even still together to this day, but they are. It's probably
1: because it was good apologizing. When you start a conversation with, say, that was a pretty big fight, and I want to apologize because I don't ever want to fight with you. I'll stick around, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds sweet. (laughs) checkbook please
0: um so mm-hmm. moving on karen and giselle they're arriving to lunch and karen is sort of putting together a little olive branch lunch between giselle mm. and monique um i love how they walk in
1: <laughs> this was
0: hilarious <laughs> they walk in immediately and it's karen's like it's so hot outside she says you have to look cute when it's hot
1: they did look i agree cute. and they
0: looked very cute
1: karen's tatas were <laughs> high and tight i think karen looks great she looked amazing
0: um it was really also very funny because Giselle, uh, they sit down at the restaurant. The restaurant's called Summer House. Mm-hmm. And Giselle says, you know, she's like, have you ever been here? And Karen's like, no. She's like, well, I've, I guess I'm the only one out of the group that's been here. And the waiter says to Giselle, I guess you're bringing all the ladies here, huh? Right. And Karen gets so offended. She's like, no, 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 no. I actually hosted this lunch. She like, said
1: Miss Huger hosted this. Okay. <laughs>
0: Like, just the idea that the waiter gave Giselle credit for organizing this little... And the waiter tete-a-tete.
1: looked visibly disturbed. <laughs> and you know, like, when you probably get assigned a service for these, like, high-profile things, right. you're one of the best servers. Oh, yeah. You have you're their like... star player. But as someone who works in the industry, what do you do when someone is there? <laughs> When someone's that awful to you. I think he handled it as well as he could. My favorite no hiding how no. shocking that weird-ass comment was.
0: My favorite trope is the poor restaurant staff, bartenders, uh, servers, even, you know, wait staff at a hotel. Any kind of staff member working with any of these women, it's always, like, my heart goes out to them, I and know. I hope to God Bravo gives them a healthy tip. Because I don't think these women is are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the pressure's on. their mean and weird.
0: And they never really eat anything. They're just sort of...
1: There to sit and talk, and sometimes I feel like they order weird stuff. Just
0: <laughs> well, speaking of that, actually, Giselle orders the cock- cocktail of the week. Where's that jingle? Um, <laughs> Giselle orders a watermelon smash. Mm. What do you th- if you just had to guess? What's our what are our ingredients we're playing with here? Mm. I didn't get a look at the cocktail.
1: Well, I mean, a whiskey smash. What's in that? I haven't made one of those in like a year. I think it's mint and like lemon and lime and stuff like that. So I would guess. Are we using
0: watermelon vodka?
1: I think it's a vodka drink. They probably have watermelon puree or something. They probably have actual watermelon in there with maybe some fresh lemon, lime, mint. Well, for a hot day, like they were saying, that might have been just what they needed. A little Mm, agave. Don't use simple. Use agave, baby. That's Amanda's tip of the week.
0: Um, (laughs) Moving on. So they're meeting with Monique. And Giselle hopes for an apology from Monique. So basically, Monique and Giselle have been going back and forth, back and forth. Giselle went to Monique's housewarming and I guess acted a fool. Uh, Monique called her a trick at some point, which we'll get to. Um, so there's just no love lost between Monique and Giselle. And Karen is trying to sort of put a Band-Aid on the situation. And- she said
1: she'd been too busy to play mom. <laughs> but uh, and, you know, for, for a second, I was like, that's awfully high and mighty of her to say. But I think she's actually good at it. No, I think so too. They needed her.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the only thing that kind of like stepped on her little parade was Monique walking in the restaurant with Charisse, who tries to sort of take ownership of the mending of the friendship a little bit. And And I uh, feel like
1: Karen understands their dynamic, the group dynamic. mm -hmm. Um, She was like, "This lunch isn't even about Charisse. We don't need Charisse here." It's very dangerous for Giselle to ostracize herself because everybody likes Monique. So she's already kind of trying to put the pieces back together. And Charisse wasn't invited. And that awkward moment (laughs) when Charisse walks in. (laughs) Oh, well, you weren't invited. (laughs) She goes, I know, but I can't. (laughs) Me and Monique are very close. That's the kind of shadiness (laughs) I love. And the way that Monique explained that to me was so...
0: Well, I think Monique was being just a shady brick because I think Monique wanted a little friend there, too. She's like, here's my mom.
1: Yeah. You know. (laughs) You got (laughs) to bring your
0: mom. I'm bringing mine. I'm
1: bringing mine. I think Charisse knows me the best of all. So (laughs) I figured I'd bring her. It's like, eh.
0: Um, I love how they asked Charisse about, remember the champagne room? Yes, of course. So they asked her about the champagne room. She says, well, it's still not done. (laughs) And I don't know how much time has passed. (laughs) But she's like, no, not not much has been done. Do you remember that mural? (laughs) I remember the
1: vines. (laughs) The vines everywhere. I'm excited.
0: Oh, gosh. I want to see that room. I do, too. Um, Then Giselle and Monique, immediately, they start sort of getting into it. I loved this moment. But Giselle just sort of opens her mouth to sort of, I guess, talk trash. And immediately starts choking. Like, I thought she was going (laughs) to die. She just said, well, first of all, Monique...
1: She said, uh, tell you the truth. Uh, and she
0: cannot, like, she's <laughs> sipping on her watermelon smash. That doesn't help her. And
1: they didn't cut. Any no one of helped her.
0: Like, <laughs> no one offered a Heimlich. No one offered
1: nothing. They all like, just kind of looked at her coldly.
0: Very, very coldly. And Monique, in her contestimonials, she was just sort of like, that's that's God. <laughs> like, he he God doesn't, doesn't like, like liars. He doesn't like people lie. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Um, that's when we sort of get into this Monique versus Giselle situation. Uh, Monique says Giselle was rude at her house, and Giselle says, you know, well, you call me a trick. Um, and I love Monique's, like, response to the term trick uh, when they ask her about it. So let's play that little clip real quick.
1: Let's
2: do it. You proceeded to talk about me very badly. It takes a while for her to warm up. It's the difference between warming up to somebody and being a stuck-up trick. I don't even know what trick means. Trick is, like, childish. Like, tricks for kids. Oh, that's what I that means? Say, yes, I say oh, okay. trick a lot because I don't use profanities. It's therapeutic for me. When you think of language barriers, you think, you know, I speak English, you speak French. Not I speak English, and you speak hood trash. You speak trick trash. That's what you speak. Trick trash.
0: Well, you speak trick trash. <laughs> trick trash. <laughs> 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 I love all <Giselle> so much. <laughs> like... um so yeah so basically to to sort of explain that yeah Monique you know she she says trick a lot because she doesn't you know she doesn't use profanities and to which Giselle of course is like well you know you could just speak English but no you just speak hood trash trick trash which
1: (laughs) (laughs) Giselle knows what trick means doesn't
0: every? I mean I know what trick means trick is like a (laughs) prostitute
1: a trick is a hoe
0: she yeah a thotty
1: A trick is a hottie and a fatty with a baddie, (laughs) a bird, to do whatever you want. Tricks are for kids. No, they're not. (laughs) No, like she just (laughs) she had the most colorful way of evading that, and it didn't really work because Giselle, I think, knew what (laughs) a trick was. She just wanted to hear Monique say, "You called me a, you know, right? I called you a hoe." That's what she wanted to hear. Um, Monique was like, "No, you know." (laughs) Tricks are childish.
0: I just yeah. tricks are for kids. It was like slam
1: poetry. What are you talking about? Of
0: course, like my own mother's a trick sometimes. Tricks, like,
1: are knick knack way <laughs> Give a dog a bone. Tricks make you come home. <laughs>
0: like, tricks are, are like double dutch. <laughs> like tricks are playing marbles. Yeah. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Um, Giselle, also I love this moment where Giselle, um, said that Monique like demanded her phone number from her at some event and, and Monique she did well, and they showed a clip of it and Monique was just like, put your number in here. Okay. And we'll get to the bottom of this. And Giselle was like, you didn't even ask me for my phone number.
1: <laughs> and Monique's like, yes, I did. I did ask you. I'm not going to beg a grown woman for her phone number.
0: And then she goes, I don't want them panties of hers. I don't keep them dry things. Like what? I was shocked. <laughs> keep them dry things. It made me picture
1: something I didn't want to picture.
0: <laughs> her panties were never under discussion. Like, <laughs> we were talking about her phone number. She wasn't
1: trying to get at you in any type of way.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, cause that's what Giselle was sort of like insinuating that she wanted her phone number to like be a trick or something. Yeah.
1: Like. to trick into and, and the trap <laughs> <laughs> trick
0: to trap. Um, <laughs> that's when Giselle says that she thinks Monique is a hood girl. And, uh, then Charisse just starts crying. Like, Charisse takes all of the attention away from whatever's going on and just well, starts... Well, she tried. She, well, she certainly did, because the second she does, Giselle's just like, if you start crying, Charisse, I will, like, because it, it was so, like, transparent. I don't even think I saw a tear.
1: Oh, good point.
0: But she was talking about, you know, she needs them to be happy so she can be happy. Um, what was that about? <laughs>
1: like, Well, she was trying to, I mean, it's exactly what you said. She was trying to take The momentum away and to demonstrate her power of manipulation, I I believe, um, through emotion and it didn't work and everyone saw right through it. Like if it if she was seen as the optimal peacemaker through the crying, that would have worked out perfectly. Like if she was maybe dealing with a more naive group that didn't understand her tactics. But apparently this has worked before and they're not ready to let it work again. Has it ever worked? I've never seen it work. I don't know her that well.
0: I feel like I've used tears with manip- through manipulation, like, but like the thing about my tears is they're always genuine because I cry on well, a dime. Well, that's not
1: manipulation. Right. <laughs> like,
0: but I mean, sometimes you can help if something is manipulated by that. I don't know. Like adverse manipulation.
1: Maybe she was trying to manipulate my opinion as a viewer because I was confused. I was like- There's
0: manipulation she-? on every level. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I was like, what is she crying about? She said, with so much going on in my life <laughs> i was like damn what does she have going?"
0: this is the champagne the champagne room
1: <laughs> it's like her husband is kind of you know
0: well i think he MIA, is already, yeah right? he's but, gone yeah so
1: that's kind of sad but all she was saying that was that she needs everyone to get together
0: okay <laughs> we're here now <laughs> like anyways and then i love how karen was not buying into it at all because she's you know it's not the time for charise's tears if she needs to talk I'll just invite her to another lunch. Karen is saying
1: she is the true matriarch. This (laughs) is a huge. Now I see that this is where the power structure kind of came into play immediately via Karen and uh, Charisse. Well, and it's
0: the dueling mother figures, really, is what it is. Yes.
1: And she said, "Oh, if you want to be a baby, I'll mother you." Come do a lunch.
0: But it has to be in the right circumstances. This isn't your lunch. You're not
1: even supposed to be here, sweetie. (laughs) Go take a nap.
0: (laughs) Like, whoa. Oh, it's dark and it's only ramping up. Um, Then we move on to a couple shorter scenes. So Monique and her family, you know, her gorgeous family. Those kids are so cute. Yeah. Um, Monique and the family, they're working out and they're discussing that they are throwing Milani, her daughter, who has won a huge birthday at their lake house. Um, and there's going to be a petting zoo, face painting. They're bringing in all these nannies. And the budget is twenty thousand dollars for a one-year-old's birthday party. Let me just keep that in mind.
1: Does anyone remember? Go ahead and at tweet at us. You know, well, don't tweet at me because I don't have a Twitter. But <laughs> <laughs> tweet at me at Jay yeah.
0: McKenzie. Okay. <laughs> and
1: let us know if you remember your first birthday.
0: I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's it's dark. I mean, they, they sort of plastered on a fake another reason because it was like the rededicating her to Christ situation. But it was a first birthday party. There was no, like, angels. There was no choir. There was no church. There was just a pastor. That's the only, like, churchiness that was there. And Monique even sees... She doesn't even see the $20,000. She sees that as just covering soft costs. But, like...
1: She doesn't respect a budget. That's no. That's all that that cutaway taught me. She goes, well, he said 20000 but... We may be about five over that. And, you know, when you look at it, we're actually uh, around 30,000, maybe (laughs) plus some. And I think we're pretty much in budget. Maybe not his (laughs) budget, but a budget. It's in a budget.
0: (laughs) A budget. What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I usually like to see the flouncing of wealth. I think that's fun. It's you live vicariously through them. But for a one year old's birthday party, that's where I just got to be like that. $30,000 could have went to like your birthday party.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to throw a party, throw a party, but that obviously wasn't for It wasn't kid. for her, yeah. That wasn't for your kid. They had, not to skip ahead, but they had cigar rollers there. Yeah. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> oh.
0: Monique then uh, sort of ends the scene uh, talking about how her mother-in-law can't come, and we've met her mother-in-law uh the heifer herself. <laughs> um, I, what was her name though? I didn't write it down. I don't know. I don't Linda, know. Linda, Joyce, I don't know. Marlene. Uh, <laughs> but no, and then we get a flashback of that like horrible, awkward dinner scene in Alabama where the mother in law calls Monique a heifer and didn't I get that heifer stray? And you should get a job. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: <laughs> but maybe you should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, yeah, slowly I'm but surely. Be, yeah, I'm kind of coming around. Um, then we have Karen at home with her husband, Ray. And, you know, they toast to a cash offer full ask on their house from ch- the Chinese from China. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the Chinese have bought their home full asking value. And uh, Karen's. I, mean,
1: I may sound naive, but I didn't know that could happen. What? I didn't know that China would be like <laughs> scoping out houses. And
0: <laughs> yeah, what are they using it for? That's what
1: <laughs> Is this how they infiltrate? What's going on? Should we well,
0: be- I mean, Potomac is close to D.C. I don't know if it's a political Ooh, yeah. sting operation or <laughs> was Trump elected? Yes, he was elected. It was 2017. So right. I don't know if there's collusions. I think like, they move
1: in and just start kind of picking out. I
0: don't know what's going or on. Or if, you know, maybe it was just sort of like a like a, could be used for something else. I don't know, like a brothel or a drug <laughs> den or or even just you know a nice happy Chinese couple wanting to move to America. I don't know.
1: Well, they said it came from China. Yes, like, <laughs> not, not from a nice couple. Just from China. I don't understand what's going on.
0: Oh, but no, Karen's a little. She's a little tentative. You know, she knows that she can be fabulous anywhere, not just in Potomac, but you know, she really does feel like she is Potomac. And the
1: title, of the grand dame, the grand
0: dame of Potomac, we'll and now follow she's her everywhere. Now she's moving away, but she's still a big part of Potomac society.
1: And. Ray was like, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm going to entertain. I'm going to have a fabulous time, you know, no matter where I am. And I believed her at the time.
0: <laughs> at the time.
1: But now I'm thinking she probably doesn't know how to plan events. And we'll get into that.
0: But. I can't wait. Um, so then we get this dud, which we will get. Uh, I don't know. We have Robin at the therapist office. <laughs> um, and she says she's never been before. She's never wanted to go before. Um, she hates talking about the she's wand situation. the one situation. That needs to go. She's out of all of them she needs to go the most, but like she's she's sort of kicking and screaming the whole way there, and then she's not really giving she's not giving a whole lot so as far as like the top therapy scenes I've seen on this show this was this was a snooze fest like because basically all there is to talk about is this situation with Juan because everyone's asking her to explain the situation and about how like he cheated on her and how he then moved back into the house and that, you know. Well, she
1: asked him to or something. And she's basically, like, scared of um, moving on from that relationship. Her therapist looked good.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the therapist looked well qualified, too. Like, she was asking the right questions. Yes. But, you know, they, do, they discuss Juan, the cheating, the marriage. And she's not sure what her next step is. But it's like, yeah, I get you're scared to get hurt again and to date other people because, like, maybe you are scarred from the cheating and the, like, you know, the... The turmoil that that put you through, but it's like wh- I don't even know if she really wants to. I think she still wants him. Why would he still be there? You know, like I
1: like the things the therapist was saying. Like sometimes you just need to decide. I'm not going to live in my past. <laughs> and it's just as much as a as a decision, a simple decision.
0: Well, I think I said Robin's that to like, somebody before too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you make it sound so simple. <laughs> 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 like Robin's not here. <laughs> like,
0: no. And the and, therapist asked her too And I mean she's like do we even want love
1: And Rama's like what do you mean <laughs> What do you mean love do I, I mean everybody wants love <laughs> She's like love with Other people Do you want that <laughs> you, Oh uh, Yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely Definitely All of a sudden definitely
0: <laughs>
1: You weren't saying that earlier I
0: she's, don't know
1: She's a lot It just seems
0: like Robin, here's, okay, I'm not a therapist, so everybody knows that, but I'm saying, like, I think the Robin thing is, okay, she definitely, like, likes the fact that she still has the father of her children at the house, so that's, like, cool, and then she likes the fact that she can have sex with him anytime because he's technically, like, still her husband, or I don't know if they're still divorced, or I don't know, that situation. I don't know either. But they're not, like, committed, so she, and she even says she's like, yeah, there's a lot of rumors going on that he's dating other people, so why can't I... You know, I should probably get back on the horse, too. But I just I don't know. Like, I don't know where her head's at. She said at.
1: she's scared of other people. That yeah. They're going to be crazy. I'm like, you're crazy. Crazy people, yeah. You're the craziest. <laughs> they should be scared of you. Until you get your shit sorted out. Yeah, please don't come into the dating pool and screw somebody's life up with your psychoness. I
0: agree. I agree. The therapist gives Robin some homework, though. She first wants Robin to define the word trust. Which who knows what that definition, Rob? Well, she said,
1: look it up in the dictionary. Okay.
0: So find that definition. Yeah. Then she says, write down experiences with people that made you trust them. And then she says, go on a couple dates. So I think that was like pretty thorough, like steps to get Robin to sort of accept some happiness back in her life.
1: And Robin said, dates? (laughs) dates? You want me to go on (laughs) Dates? what the little old me i'm so scared i just want to date this man that has been abusing me <laughs> oh my if i never will i ever <laughs> like,
0: she oh, sucks oh yeah so frustrating to don't watch. let the green eyes fool you um
1: they're fooling her
0: <laughs> i think she's getting fooled by her How own green eyes I, <laughs> I think
1: she's projecting a little bit um, um oh yeah poor robin
0: then we get karen um utilizing uh sharice and her pool um they discuss uh karen's cash offer from the chinese like we've discussed uh and sharice hopes that she can get enough money for her house right yeah i believe no wait sorry so i just my notes to say sharice hopes she got enough money for it that's what she meant she hopes Mm. that karen actually got the money that she wanted
1: did expose that the offer just kept getting lower 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 and lower and lower yes
0: Um, Sharice also doesn't understand why it's taking so long for Karen to find a new house to move into because Monique found one so quickly. Once again, Sharice's little daughter, Monique, she's so perfect. She just found a home right away. Like, (laughs) um, which I also find it interesting that they were so quick to sell Karen. I'm talking about so quick to sell the home once again, before they even had like a home to move into.
1: It is a weird move. It's weird.
0: I just feel like these houses, we talked about it with Megan last week. It's like. Why do you do Figure this? out where you're going.
1: Moving is one of the most stressful things you can go through. So I why agree. are you putting yourself through this? Tr- Maybe they need the stress.
0: Maybe they need the money.
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: Don't Otherwise know. they'd be
1: downsizing. And the house that she looked at, looked at did not look like
0: that. A- <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was a manner. That yeah, was like.
1: I was going to call it that too. <laughs> um. Uh, so I, what I thought was funny though, is <laughs> Cherie's trying to loosen Karen up. Right. Let's make a mem- a memory right now in this Let's pool, get in that pool. And you can tell Karen's already like, absolutely not. I will not be doing that. <laughs> nope. And she sort of just Charisse.
0: sort of sits gingerly on one of those flamingos. Yeah.
1: Cherie said, well, she didn't even sit on it. I noticed that. <laughs> is like, just get on the flamingo, you know, just sit in there and float about in the pool. It's a little floaty toy. She had a couple. And Karen goes, hmm. She's kind of noncommittal. <laughs> and she sits, which is a classic move, just sits right. at the edge of the pool, lets her feet dangle, and is awkwardly clutching a flamingo. <laughs> she yes. never sits on it.
0: <laughs> and she goes, This flamingo reminds me of being on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to sort of segue into planning <laughs> a vacation. Cause that's what the flamingo reminded Karen of. And So they get in the pool. Well, Charisse gets in the pool. They start planning a trip. And Charisse has a suggestion. Um, What about Bermuda? So then we get the origin of the planning committee for Bermuda. So I want to play. This is a three-part clip uh, from all across the episode. But the first one is this. It's the origins of who planned the
2: trip. Let's go. Let's play the clip. But at the same time, yes, it's time for a vacation. Maybe we could do vacation around my birthday time. Maybe. I like it. Where can we go? What about St. Thomas? I like St. Thomas. St. Thomas is nice. Bermuda. I like Bermuda. I I did a conference in Bermuda. I love Bermuda. I think that would be a great idea. I think because we are the mature ones in the group, Mm -hmm. I think we should do it together. I think we should plan it. Okay. Of course, I tapped my girl Sharice. Who better to help me plan the trip for the girls? And what better person to host this than me? Hostess with the mostess. Yeah, that's me. So let's put, let's our, put our planning hats on. I am. I'm gonna get my planning crown. All right. And go no, 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 no. No, I'm wearing the crown. No, you're not wearing the crown. Yeah. I invited you to help with the trip. I Hold on. Oh, oh, let's stop the train okay, right here. I'll share. The all crown. Right, let, We'll do, we'll do. I'll so. give you a tear and, <laughs> I I, and
0: a I'll tiara. wear the crown. How about that? Yeah, so interesting couple things. Uh, first of all, what kind of conference was Sharice in, in Bermuda? Because I need to know what's her business? What's the conference? Is it a champagne room conference? Is it a. What does she do again? I don't know. I know her husband coached basketball.
1: Maybe she was there with him.
0: Okay, but she said she did the conference. I don't think... sounds like she was speaking at it or something.
1: I don't know. I don't believe it. How about that? (laughs) How about that?
0: (laughs) Anyway, so they are deciding, you know, we're going to plan this trip together. So remember that. They both... From that clip, what it suggests is they are going to plan the trip. But Karen also says that she is the hostess of the trip.
1: And she said it was such uh, confidence.
0: She She I mean, I... I don't know. I mean, we're going to get more into it, but just let that clip sit in your mind while we move on to the rest of the episode. Okay, the girls then are at this weird um, drapery yoga, um, like where they're sort of sitting in a sling. Oh, yeah. um, No explanation for that whatsoever. But Karen tells tells a few of the girls that she's planning a trip. To Bermuda, and at the same time, Charisse is also telling Ashley that she planned a trip to Bermuda. So now it's getting off kilter. Now they're both taking full credit for planning the trip.
1: It's already getting dicey.
0: So, and it's going to get dicey. I was
1: more paying attention to the reactions of the girls. they were like, "Well, they were also oh,
0: excited."
1: And I also, think it's, it's great like, idea.
0: before we get into the drama of it, do you really care? Like, who cares who's planning it or who's the hosting wrong it? With it? Right. It's like as long as I don't have to do it, I'm good.
1: I'm sure it's fine
0: because that takes a lot of work and effort to like plan a whole vacation
1: unless you don't have a job unless you really need Chinese money unless you really want that dirty, filthy money
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh then we go back to Monique's lake house, and they're sort of getting ready for Milani's party. They're getting the furniture ready and the goats, and I guess the cigar rolling popping up um and this is when she talks about Milani getting rededicated to God. Um, which I've heard of baptisms, I've heard of um, christenings. I, what's a rededication? What, what I don't type know of Christianity enough. is that?
1: I don't have enough uh, Christianity experience in my back pocket. To Christian tell
0: listeners, that. please reach out. What is a rededication? Is that just another word for like a christening?
1: Well, they called it a baby dedication, and then she's being rededicated.
0: So she has already been dedicated once and now she's yeah. being rededicated. Mm-hmm. How often throughout your lifetime should a a good Christian be dedicated again?
1: I don't know. God? You have to refresh it.
0: <laughs> it's like a trial. Especially it's like your in those subscription. Years because
1: that's when they get really off track. Right?
0: <laughs> um but Monique is sort of freaking out because the pastors they're they're in traffic. Um and everyone will eventually be in traffic. Uh, because everyone is in traffic, the the, the caterers are late. The uh, the valet is late.
1: That's the most disturbing part to me. Um, which, yeah. And Jordan is an ever early. That's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> can you sympathize with the valet? I,
0: I, well, I can sympathize with the idea of being stuck in traffic. However, a, a quick search of the travel time could suggest that you could just leave a little bit earlier to mm-hmm. get there on time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're essential to the party as in the staff or whatever you're doing for the party so i would feel like the valet should probably be one of the first people there in order to direct people i mean it's just you know if you're gonna have valet it's a very important if guests
1: are beating your valet right that's a problem that would stress me the hell out
0: um everyone starts arriving uh Immediately starts playing with the baby goats. She does it willfully, but then doesn't really like it when she's doing it. Like, yeah, there was a lot of like tentativeness with Charisse and the baby goats. But um, I just don't even know why she went over there in the first place.
1: Like, I think producers probably told her to. She didn't want to be over there. I didn't want to go play with them goats.
0: Like, <laughs> Charisse, it's going to be a good moment. Like,
1: and they're like, "Watch out, that one's aggressive." It's <laughs> like the big one.
0: <laughs> and one of those goats was
1: full grown. full grown
0: yes (laughs) um we meet monique's parents jenny and kevin i i kind of liked her i mean her mom is beautiful yeah kevin was a looker himself
1: he was missing a tooth but he did you
0: know what though i would look past it i I would too he was a man of a certain age and he looked very very handsome uh
1: but why are you missing a tooth if you're rich
0: oh yeah yeah wait maybe jenny has all the money
1: no but you can get a veneer
0: Anyways, so Kevin, <laughs> just Kevin, saying. Kevin starts talking up Miss Ashley because Ashley's sort of like, "Ooh, Kevin. Oh, my. Oh, he's blah, blah, blah. And she, she says that. Well, him- she
1: started immediately with. The, so you're no longer married. It's <laughs> a bit of a thoughty question, don't you think? A little, a little tricky, if you will.
0: Um, he says that they stopped trying to mold and make each other. And once they stopped doing that, then the marriage was essentially, there was no use or no point to keep getting, being married, I guess.
1: Well, he said that once you start trying to mold somebody and shape them, that's when things fall apart. That's what I thought he was saying. And he said, and once we were split up, I realized, was it really that important to have my way? So I think they both had control issues right. when it came to the other, their expectations of the other partner and then... Once they split up, he realized, oh, man, I was really acting up.
0: And what an interesting person for him to be speaking to than none other than Ashley, who's Mm. pretty much dealing with the exact same issue as far as like (laughs) utilizing control and passing it back and forth. You know, who has it now? Who has it now? Right. Because, you know, Ashley does realize that she uses divorce to threaten power, which is pretty diabolical. I thought
1: she was having an epiphany.
0: That's what it would seem like.
1: Well, she was like, I do use divorces or threatening divorce as a form of power. And maybe, you know, she goes, if that's what this marriage is making me, then that's not good. (laughs) That's when I knew she didn't understand it. I'm like, you're the one that's doing it. It's not your marriage that's making you threaten divorce. It's the fact that you think that there's a, a power imbalance, whatever that means, between you and your husband. Right. And you're the one using it as leverage. It's not your marriage that's doing it. Should they just get divorced? I think she could be reformed. Okay. I think it's a lot of it is her insecurity. I think she needs to find her own way um, business wise. And then she'll feel like she has more of a leg to stand on. But I guess right now she feels like she's in his pocket and she doesn't like it, Mm. which is fine. But find something to do.
0: You're saying get a hobby.
1: Yeah. Find something to do. Okay. Get a hobby, get a jobby. I don't care what you get.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, the pastors, they finally arrive um. After much fanfare, they're there to rededicate Milani to Christ. Just the one. Um. I thought I thought there was two.
1: There's one. Oh, okay.
0: I kept saying plural pastors. Okay. I literally thought of a truck full of pastors. I thought that's you know what, what. <laughs> was like happening. Like, <laughs> like all the pastors in Potomac. <laughs> no. On, on a on a bus. Uh, Ashley tells all the girls that she's so excited for Bermuda, and this is where things get very messy cuz Karen says well yes that was my brain child and Ashley says well i thought it was Sharice's trip and then we get into full on just semantics of who planned what Sharice says that Karen needs her help anyways i mean and then we because we get a flashback to all of Karen's flops which was so funny to see this like they're bad like the, there was this em- the just imagine like an empty room where it was called the the O gala or something like that and it was It was very sad. It was Karen's house. Yes, it was her house.
1: And (laughs) very little guests. There were some high tops in her dining room, and that was about it. Just a few cocktail tables, and no one showed up. That's what it looked like. It looked messed up. They showed food covered in foil. It looked bad. (laughs) It looked real sad and bad. And then they showed the boat, the yacht party. Oh, yeah, the yacht
0: party. Oh, goodness.
1: Very few people showed up to that. One of them looked like a straight up tourist. (laughs) these look like some real doozies so yeah so So Sharice may be right
0: she does Karen needs help in planning events um and then this is where we're going to play our second clip because first Robin sort of comes in she's like oh there's a lot of crazy energy here and Sharice says well I'm balanced and Karen says right now so let's play that clip and we're going to get some more information on who really planned the trip let's play the clip
2: like, yeah. some multiple personalities at this time. I, I think I'm fine. I'm balanced right now. Right now. What was that supposed to mean? I, I agree, right now you are balanced. I don't know what's happening between you guys. Your energy is off. I'm feeling something, too. I feel absolutely... Hello, Hannah. Hello, hello Hi, yes. I feel absolutely nothing. Mm. That's not surprising. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, What did I just walk in on? I you think know... Karen has an issue with me. I don't know. I, well, you know what? You can ask me do I have an issue with you. Uh-oh, here we go. I don't. No, I don't. I don't care. Who promotes themselves from helping me plan to co-host? Cherise needs to take her dry life and stay in her dry lane. Period.
0: Oh gosh, Charisse needs to stay in her dry life In her own dry lane I just, wow Um, (laughs) So What are you feeling after that?
1: (laughs) That's when I knew Karen was really crazy (laughs) How dare she? (laughs) Well I mean she has a point though
0: Charisse is sort of taking ownership of being like Co-hostess when that's nothing Karen never intended that She just wanted Charisse to sort of help You know, book events Or book restaurants or stuff You know, like right i mean that's the only thing like saving grace i could give karen it's like she was the hostess that's what she said the whole time and now sharice is like we're both hostesses
1: well why not i know you know are you mature or not they were talking about how mature they were and how and i think even karen said we should both be planning it and setting an example right and be mature
0: I think it's really the difference between. But you're like,
1: I want to wear the crown and you wear the tiara and I'm planning it and I'm hosting it. <laughs> like, that's crazy.
0: I agree. Um, Karen feels nothing. Like, it's it's almost as if she's, like, letting this trip be, like, a thorn in her and Charisse's relationship.
1: It's a distraction for her from the fact that she needs to move right now. That's what I think.
0: Oh, it's another, like. It's another grasp for control. Yeah, It's like, I can't control like where I'm living, my money status, my marriage as much. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But I can control this. Yes. I can I can put everything that I'm good at into this. And someone is trying to take that from her. They're trying
1: to take my credit. And this is going to be a great event. And I can finally get recognized for something that is organized in a way that I want it organized. Wow. Okay. Crack the case. Well, that's what I think. And I think Charisse called that from jump.
0: Charisse is no dum dumb.
1: Charisse was sitting in the pool with her going. I think it's weird. She doesn't know where the hell she's living, <laughs> <laughs> but she wants to really give a shit about this Bermuda trip. That's weird. <laughs>
0: and it is. It's weird. Yeah. And then it gets to more Karen and Charisse petty arguing about Bermuda, um, right. As Milani's dedication begins. And that's sort of the end of, of that. Um, then we get Giselle and Robin at the salon. They're getting their lashes done. And Giselle says she's getting glam for Bermuda. You know, she's ready to, to have a good time. Um, and then that's when Robin tells her that she was not invited to Monique's party. So this is sort of setting up this battle between Monique and
1: Giselle. Right? Mm, she said, I regret to inform you. Like she was writing a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I regret to inform you that you were not invited to Monique's party. Which, I mean, that's kind of different from the other housewives. I feel like the other ones, it would just be like, Oh, like before the party even happened, they'd be like, yeah. oh, you're not invited? Oh, oh, how awkward. Yeah, we're getting ready for it right now. <laughs> this one, they're like, it already happened. You weren't You invited. weren't there. Yeah, you would not you would never be you there. You didn't even know about it until now, yeah. which is a different way to do it.
0: Well, and Giselle says Monique is a Giselle hater, you know, and she doesn't know how the trip will go with the two of them since they're not really like on the best footing at the moment. Um,
1: she said she can get along to get along. Mm.
0: I, I want to watch this Bermuda
1: trip. I really, I I really do. Can. I do, too.
0: Um, I love this, though. Giselle says that, like, because they're talking about the Karen versus Sharice of it all. And um, Giselle says, "I we need Sharice's input. Like, we can't just go with Karen alone. Like, <laughs> and she's said, if Sharice
1: overthrows this thing, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> said, Karen must have really thrown some flops.
0: <laughs> I just, yeah, no, Karen must have really given some lackluster events. Like. <laughs> I just love how it's like it's this is high stakes. Like who is going to win the title of the Bermuda vacation hostess? Like the Bermuda vacation hostess queen. Yes. Um,
1: I'll wear the crown and you wear the tiara.
0: The thing is, I have such a soft spot for Karen. Like I always root for an underdog. <sighs> oh, but I also like Sharice a lot, too. So I share the I title.
1: Good results. Me too.
0: A good trip. That's all we all really need is yeah. just a good trip. Then we get Sharice. She comes to meet with Karen. So they're going to have a come to Jesus moment, a sit down discussion. Let's talk about all these issues we're having. And Karen finally just puts it down at her feet. And she says, Sharice, I asked you to plan it, not host it. And this comes our third and final clip of the Karen versus Sharice saga Let's play together.
2: When I asked you, I said, can you help me plan it? That, that means you're going recall, to be my, like my assistant. assistant. Yeah, you, i be damned if I'm anybody's assistant me. now. I'm the perfect choice to help Karen plan this trip to Bermuda. I'm the only one that's been there several times. I don't know if she's even been out of the country. Does she have a passport? I could do this stuff in my sleep, so I would never have Quiet. to. It. You know what? That's why I asked you to <laughs> help me. <laughs> Are we not co-hosting? No, we're yes. not co-hosting. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, see, we are. see, Sharice, is not you, 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 you. No, you yes. are. You are not see? co-hosting.
0: Oh my god, you're fired <laughs> um, It's all, not all about you, 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 like, you You, 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 I love, I mean, truthfully, I love it when these two fight I mean, this is like, because it's comedy on all ends Like, it starts out with being like, I wanted you to be my assistant Well, child, I'll never be anybody's assistant Oh, well, I mean, you're fired It's like
1: <laughs> Don't worry about it because you're fired <laughs> And they started at this episode saying, wow, these girls, they always call them girls. Yeah. They're fighting. We have to be a good example. <laughs> I'm a good peacemaker and I'm planning this trip. Do you understand? <laughs> like,
0: so we're not co-hosting. No, we're not. It's spiraled yes, out we of control. are. Like, it was it was an absolute chaotic shit show, Like, <laughs> which just goes to show that like. These are good housewives. Like they're not like the fact that they're just not agreeing to disagree, they're just sort of like, no, we're both hosting. We're both actually hosting. So oh my God. I mean, it just it's gonna make for such an amazing trip to Bermuda, I gotta say. God, to hope we land on that. Um Yeah, the Karen's making it a whole host competition. Um, and then Karen finally suggests, why don't we each have a day where we host? We are the hostesses of the day. So Karen says, you know, Therese says, No, she I'm gonna host a boat ride. So Karen's like, oh, I love it. Okay.
1: Well, Karen started out by saying, I'm going to host the welcome, the welcome dinner, the welcome dinner, whatever. And made it really formal. And then Charisse, and I don't even understand how Charisse has more success because it sounded so laid back, but I'm sure she's going to like, just fuck it Mm -hmm. up, like really do it. (laughs) But she goes i don't know maybe just a little boat ride maybe it's kind of like a poker thing where she's like i don't know what i'm doing maybe (laughs) just have everybody sit on a log (laughs) i don't know (laughs)
0: meanwhile it's gonna be the affair of the the, year i'm like what do you
1: mean a little boat like when
0: what how yeah i oh god it's just i i I wanted i want to do that bermuda episode so bad me too um but then karen sort of rounds it out and she says well you know we have to be a good example to these girls. like So in all the batshit crazy energy, they still feel like they're the matriarchs. They're the ones that know best. And all these girls look up to them. Like
1: They can't even get their own shit together. People are already talking about them being crazy. Robin's already keeping you. <laughs> you know her mind is occupied with other things. <laughs> but she noticed that you're crazy.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So then we get into our final scene of the night. And oh, my God. I don't know why this was the end of the episode. I have no idea.
1: Oh man, it was a screen grab too for the yeah. you know, for the episode. I thought it was going to be a lot more fun than it actually no, was. No,
0: it's Ashley and Michael at the pottery place playing with clay. Um, they get on the like the spinny wheels with the clay, and
1: the guys and, like you got to flatten it out, and then he
0: makes a penis. And, uh, who, uh,
1: well, this looks familiar. I, <laughs> ooh, it looks like a pain.
0: yeah oh my god that was almost worse than heather's like handjob jokes last week yeah
1: yeah it's definitely in competition when you
0: just go straight for the sex or the penis humor it's like like and you're not even like shrouding it in actual comedy it's just sort of like come on i was 14 once too
1: yeah and it was awkward yeah never do it again yes
0: um ashley then we get into like the drama of everything ashley asks if he thinks they're still in love and he goes yeah I'm in love with you <laughs> like like that. That's
1: a dumb ass question, though. I agree. I know that like we love each other, but are we still in love? I don't like that question. I don't think that's a real thing.
0: Well, who knows, like how the conversation actually started or what? But I mean,
1: it's still whack. I don't care where it came from. I think that like the idea of being like, are you talking about the first three months of the relationship where everything's super easy, right? I think love changes forms not to get too deep, but I think that it does. And I think that the way that you relate with your partner can get deeper on certain levels that you need to appreciate that may not be that instant gratification that came in the beginning because you guys didn't know each other as well as you do now.
0: No, I I think relationships grow and evolve over time. And so maybe they're in a a certain of a certain like change, changing period. But the thing that I just can't get over is that they have a marriage and they also have a business that both are fresh and new. Michael says she's not the best partner all the time. And he means it. I think he means both. He, she's not, she's not the best partner in the relationship and she's not the best partner in the business. Right. And I think the fact that they are so intertwined, their money is intertwined. It's just, everything is so it's all about them together at all times and them making decisions for whatever it is. I think that can get really taxing on a couple. Yeah,
1: they probably bit off a little more than they could chew when it came to that, but.
0: And, like, they put themselves in a tumultuous situation. They discussed that Ashley, you know, because he asked, like, do you still want to even think about having a baby? And she's like, well, I'm not going to bring a baby into something like this. Because I think in her head, she sees the relationship sort of at a crossroads. At a
1: standstill. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't even want to be in it because she thinks the marriage is making her into a bad person
0: which I don't think it's making her into a bad person. I think it's just making the decisions that they're making are putting themselves in a harder position than they need to be.
1: I think she doesn't want to be in the thing.
0: I don't so know. So she's
1: making kind of like, she's using this emotional leverage, which you would never use against somebody that you really love. You wouldn't say, well then I'll just divorce <laughs> yeah. you. You wouldn't really say that if you wanted to make things work with somebody. Right. You. you know what I mean? I think she doesn't want to be in the thing and she doesn't know how to tell him. It's not a fun, casual thing that it was before they got married. I think it's probably gotten weird for her.
0: Yeah. I just not think, really what she wanted. I just think that like I think she's being like really mature as far as being like, look, as much as I want a baby, I'm definitely not ready to have it put a baby into this situation. Cause that's just gonna make our situation worse. It's gonna make me, me us fall out of love even more, most likely.
1: I think it'd be more mature for her to realize where she's at in the relationship and just be like, because from what I've heard, I'm re-watching Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. and um, I'm kind of towards the end now, and a lot of them are having babies. There's no right time to start your family. Right. It's always going to be chaotic. They're at least in a financially secure position for the most part. They're not going to go bankrupt.
0: Ashley and Michael? Yeah, Ashley and Michael. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think gonna... he has money elsewhere, not just the restaurant. Right. So, yeah.
1: They're not stupid, stupid. Yeah. You know, they're going to be all right, but, like, she just doesn't want to do it because... She doesn't want to be tied to this dude forever. That's what I think. I wouldn't
0: either, honestly. Which is fine. Yeah. The thing is, you love him, and he loves you. I just think you're putting way too much on your plate than you really need to, and I just I don't understand. And especially like, and I think there's a lot of resentment between them that we've seen. Yeah. And it's like it's just an unhealthy relationship. At times, from what we've seen, it's an unhealthy relationship.
1: He looks like the good guy to me.
0: I mean, I can see that from what, from what we've seen. I can see her coming off as incredibly like unrelenting and not forthcoming and not forgiving. Yeah. She doesn't
1: come from a place of security. She's always like trying to prove herself in many different ways. And if it doesn't work out, she's like, well, then it's your fault that it, that I feel this way. That's why it's because you, Mm. Mm because of this marriage.
0: And that's a wrap on Potomac. She actually rounds up the episode by saying Bermuda is coming at the perfect time. She can't wait. She said,
1: I think we need some time for this bitch. This trick. This <laughs> trick
0: of all tricks. So that was our episode, guys. Um, Amanda, well, first, let's play the jingle. <laughs> well, the episode is over and it's time to say What was your favorite part of the show today? Amanda, what was your favorite part of the episode?
1: Mm-hmm. I liked a lot. Um, I really liked... Just the whole back and forth between Karen and Cherise regarding the party. I thought that power struggle was so funny. It was so meta, maybe. It's just the fact that they were arguing about power while trying to maintain dignity.
0: I love a good power struggle. Yeah.
1: And then the whole time, I'm like, these girls are having a power struggle. But I am planning this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, the part that really shifted my dynamic would be when Karen... When they showed the clips of Karen's bunk-ass parties and that was how bad good. they were. That was good. Um, Karen was probably my favorite favorite lady today. Just to watch her in the pool. Or not in the pool. I
0: like how you broke that down, too, because <laughs> I didn't quite remember or notice that she was not actually in she the pool. She wasn't in the pool. She was on the edge, on a just clinging to a pink flamingo.
1: Which is kind of her character throughout the entire episode. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I won't be doing that. Karen...
0: If you say anything about her, she just she always has to have control of the situation, which I love. Yeah, which was a common theme throughout the episode. It was about people unwilling to give up control, unwilling to share control. Very, very interesting. I love my Potomac girls. My favorite part of the episode, and first of all, it's Karen always. I think Karen and Giselle are like two of the most funniest girls. I think they fight funny. I think when Giselle called Monique trick trash, that was just like, that was off the cuff. She didn't think of that. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're trick trash. I'm going to call somebody <laughs> trick trash. I want to. Not me. Not
1: you. Of course. Okay, no.
0: Um, you're trick treasure.
1: Oh, <laughs> thank you.
0: Um also, I love it when just Charisse and Karen are fighting and it's just the crescendo of the episode and they're going back and forth. And she goes, Karen says, Oh, it's not all about you, 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 you. <laughs> You're right. You, 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 you. Like she just, oh gosh, the way these women just shade oh, each other and knock God. each other down. It's so funny. I love it. Oh, gosh, I mean... I
1: thought she was going to say it's all about me, 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 me. I would have twisted it, That yeah. was the that obvious. That would have been a good, yeah. That's what she's obviously saying. <laughs>
0: but, you know, that would make her look She didn't conceited. want to admit that. Right. <laughs> but
1: that's what you're saying.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a fun episode. That was um, great. And, yeah, should we choose next week's episode? And we will have a special guest next week as well.
1: Do you want me to do it? Yeah. It's oh, all, I, I mean great. I get to pick two or three in a row.
0: It's pretty much just you now, so... Great. Um, but yeah, we we are going to have a special guest next week. I was reached out to oh, specifically. My goodness. Wait, let me finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we, I was reached out spe- specifically by someone and they really wanted to do the show. So there will be three of us next week. And what are we doing, Amanda?
2: You know that Jeez. it's
1: our time. <laughs> These are the best days of our lives. We're back
0: in Sir with Vanderpump Rules. Wow. We're getting a lot of Sir, use out of that.
1: And pump. Season okay that's not a thing
0: one through six
1: please give me something lower i'm not caught up please 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 I dee, I dee, ooh. yes season four
0: season four which we've been to before and we're looking for anything between one and 24
1: well uh, uh, what's 18
0: is it what is it?
1: Uh-huh. Episode, episode 18 18?
0: okay so we're doing vanderpump rules season four episode 18 too little too late we have a picture of Katie and some readers and she sort of looks distressed. Like she's touching her clavicle and she's sort of like talking about something. Um, so not sure what that's about. Oh,
1: I'm so excited.
0: Um, but yeah, so that's our episode. Oh, started playing on my phone. Um, yeah, so that's our episode <laughs> next week, guys. In the meantime, Amanda, where can everybody find you?
1: You can find me online doing the grime, doing the time on Instagram at dr.rocktopus. um, you can still find me occasionally providing commentary on a gaming channel called Lumillion Plays. We're getting some content out. It's taking a little time. Don't scream and shout. That's Lumillion Plays, L-U-M-I-L-L-I-O-N Plays, P-L-A-Y-S.
0: And as always, everyone, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at J McKenzie. That's J-A-Y-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-E-E. I want to thank everyone that's been subscribing and rating us five stars and, um, it's so I just have a tiny story to tell before we break up but there was a person that came up to me at work and said oh my god thank you for your podcast I love listening to it it's so amazing so I think just the fact that people are starting to finally getting it in on the underground I'm really really excited and uh, we'll see you next week guys for some more Vanderpump Rules Madness thank you bye